Jelly Marketing Podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Jans, and this episode is brought to you by Canada Post. On the Jelly Marketing Podcast, we ask global industry leaders from world-class brands to share their best practices, innovations, and more to help you move your agency, business, or organization ahead. Our topic for today is effective email marketing and the email platform Cyber Impact. Our guest Antoine Bonacalzi is the head of online marketing at Cyber Impact. Stay tuned to the end of the interview where we find out what Antoine likes to spread on his toast. Episode number 31, here we go. Hi Antoine, thanks for joining me on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. Hi Rod, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Antoine is the director of marketing at Cyber Impact, and yes. uh, we were <laughs> we were rehearsing his his last name earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, give it a try. Give it a try, uh, Bonacalzi. Yeah, that's that's great. It's a better accent than mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm I'm terrible with pronouncing names sometimes but, uh, thank you it's a it's a far away italian uh, descendant uh, oh, but yeah. i'm fifth generation so i'm like super french canadian we have nothing <laughs> italian in my family <laughs> great in a moment i'm gonna i'd like to talk to you about your specialty but before we go there i'd just like to find out a little bit more about your um, career path so yes, when sir. did you first become interested in marketing um, you know, I, I would say I got interested in business in, in general uh, in my early 20s. It's funny because I did not study business nor marketing uh, in what we call CIGEP or college or university. Uh, I did not do that, but I got interested in, uh, in, in business. So I started working in, in sales because I thought that, you know, figured out that if you want to be in business, you kind of need to know how to sell. So I figured that I would go get that experience. So I ended up uh, in retail, you know, selling mattresses and, and selling um, swimming pools and stuff like that. And, and then I would say in my mid-20s, so about 10 years ago, I really got interested in online marketing. So I was interested in marketing, but I also saw the internet at kind of like this up and coming thing. Uh, and certainly uh, I thought to myself, there's something to do there, you know, marketing and the internet, two cool things, let's put them together. So I started to learn about uh, online marketing and, and learning stuff, uh, you know, on my, on my spare time and uh, experiment, experimenting with WordPress and SEO and Google AdWords and Google Analytics and, and all of this stuff, uh, all part-time while I was still uh, working as a, as a salesperson. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, I built up my, my expertise and learned on my own. And that's kind of how I got, I got started and I was making a little bit of money, um, you know, through affiliate stuff. So that's how I got started in, in business slash marketing. What was your experience like as a salesperson? Cause I kind of have this opinion that almost, I think everyone involved in business should have some sort of experience selling something at some point in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree? And what was it like for you? Yeah, I, I tend to agree, um, you know, as a, in, in business, in, you know, pretty much everyone uh, for their own career, it's important to be able at least to sell yourself. 
like to be able to sell your skills and, uh, you know, make sure that people trust you. Uh, so that's kind of like salesmanship a little bit. Uh, so I agree. I think that retail was a very, very, very good learning experience for me, like a very good uh, school. Uh, you know, you learn to uh, meet strangers and, and listen to them and, uh, you know, learn about their needs and their wants and, and your commission depends on it also. So you got to have like, you got to do a good job at uh, breaking the ice and making friends, you know, quickly uh, and having people um, like and trust you, you know, very, very quickly. Uh, so I think it, it was a very good experience. Certainly it got me out of my comfort zone. So, uh, and, and it gave me confidence that I'm, I'm able to sell. You know, I might not be the greatest salesman in the world. Like today, I don't really do sales. I do marketing, but marketing and sales are like, you know, close cousins. Uh, but it, it still serves me, you know, every day in my life. Uh, let's say if you, if you, if you're good at a sales job, if, if you learn sales and then you want to change career and you need to, to do uh, job interviews, right? So a job interview is basically salesmanship. So, you know, that alone is, is, is a good is a good reason why um, sales is, is a good, is a good training, a good skill to have. What was your first job in marketing? My, well, actually it was my um, selling. So be, being a salesman was my transition into marketing mm -hmm. because I was working as a salesman. I was um, you know, selling uh, swimming pools in, in, uh, in a store, in a brick and mortar store. And at the same time, as I told you, I was, I was learning all about this exciting you know, online marketing world. Uh, and then I had a friend that was a sales rep in a company that used to sell uh, online marketing services kind of a yellow pages style to local businesses. Mm. Uh, so I transitioned to uh, that role. So I became a salesman, you know, knocking on doors, making calls about, you know, eight years ago and trying to sell, you know, websites and, and local SEO and, and Facebook marketing and, and uh, things like that to uh, small local businesses. So that, that was my transition from retail to marketing, but you know, um, uh, selling sales provided me that opportunity to transition industry completely. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what happened is that I was too knowledgeable for my own good. Like I was like the most <laughs> knowledgeable. I was like the most technical in terms of online marketing. I was the most technical salesperson, you know, in the sales force because I was so interested in SEO and SCM and websites and all of that, uh, that I quickly, um, uh, quit sales and I, and I got a position uh, in, in the production team for that company. So I became in charge of everything SEO and, and SEM and I, I built um, that department inside that, uh, that company. Cool. Yeah, I think a lot of people's experiences are like yours. They, they sort of transition into it maybe, maybe from something else. They don't necessarily have a, a marketing degree even, but uh, Right. It's something that you can learn. It's definitely something that you can learn. And I think it's, it's very, it's always been true, but it's more and more through today with all the information is at our fingertips, you know, so you never learn, you're, you're never done learning. It's not because you have a degree in something that you can, you know, you stop learning. So you should, you should be able to learn on yourself. And it's definitely what I, what I, uh, what I did. Uh, and then from that, that company, I eventually, um, you know, gained up enough, enough confidence to go out on my own. So I, I become an independent uh, consultant. 
uh, still working with small businesses and helping them with everything online marketing. And I built that up into a small agency. So I had my, uh, my agency. And then after more or less uh, three years of operating my own agency, I, I sold the agency to another bigger agency. <laughs> and I stayed, I stayed with them you know, for, uh, for a year. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about it uh, a, bit, a bit later about the, the reasons why. But uh, I wanted, to, I wanted to, to experience something else than selling services. So I, have always, I had always been on the agency side. So I kind of wanted to be on the client side and uh, I wanted to switch from, you know, selling my services to um, gaining experience in a, um, a SaaS, the SaaS industry in a, the monthly subscription model. So that's why, uh, and then Cyber Impact, you know, they offered me something uh, that was very appealing and uh, it was a good opportunity, opportunity, sorry, for me to learn more and gain experience in the SaaS industry. What do you think was behind that desire? Like, where did that come from? What, what made you want to make that switch? Can you put your finger on anything? Does anything stand out to you? Yeah, you know what? I, when I was running my agency, I was, I was really passionate about working on the business. So, you know, that, there's the cliche and, and entrepreneurs will, will tell you or some mentor will, will tell entrepreneurs that they should be working on on their business and not necessarily in their business. Uh, so I was, I was always, you know, very passionate about um, marketing my own business, you know, selling contracts. But then where, when you're selling your own time or, you know, your services, then you also have to do the work. <laughs> you also have, you know, once I, I, I sold a, uh, a website or I sold a, an, an SEO uh, project, then you have to stop everything and then you have to do the work. So I, I, I think it, it, for me at the end of the day, you know, the, the grass is not always greener on the other side, but I wanted to, to know what it's like to really uh, focus 100% of my time on, on marketing and building one company, you know, mm-hmm. uh, one client. It's as if Cyber Impact is now my only client and my only role is to grow their user base. So I'm not, I'm not working for, you know, 10, 12, you know, 20 different companies trying to divide my time and, and, and please all the, the, different, the different clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, really, the, I, I think that's what it is to be really focused on one task and, and uh, growing one company and work, working more on the business than uh, in the business as the product myself. Well, I've had a look at your website at the Cyber Impact website. It looks great and um, I'm interested in what you guys do. Maybe you could tell us a bit more about Cyber Impact. What do you, what do, you do? Uh, yes, of course. So uh, Cyber Impact is a email marketing platform. So, you know, our, our users use Cyber Impact to send newsletter and uh, uh, all kinds of promotional uh, emails. And we also have, you know, um, marketing automation and all of that. Uh, but we're really geared towards Canadian small businesses. So it's a, a simple, effective tool that's, that's easy to use. You don't need to be an expert marketer. It's basically email marketing for non-marketers. And uh, we're also geared towards you know, Canadian businesses in the sense that we make it easy to comply with CASL. And CASL is Canada's anti-spam law. Uh, so it's a, it's a legislation that, that's unique to Canada. And, um, 
you know, it's, it sets the ground for, uh, and, and, and it's a set of rules that, you know, Canadian businesses and organizations need to follow uh, when it comes to uh, sending ele electronic messages. And uh, Cyber Impact makes it very easy for Canadian small businesses to comply with, uh, with CASL. So that's kind of a, a difference in, in, in the market. One thing you mentioned was helping small businesses. It, somehow your system helps people market it's, you know, even if they're not marketers, can you just expand yes. on that a little bit? Like how does your uh, program, your platform help people to do that? Yes, of course. So, um, well, maybe I can, maybe I can give you a few, uh, a few examples that I have here. Great. I like so, stories. You can tell us yeah, a customer yeah, yeah. story. So, yeah. A, cli a client story. I have, I have yes. maybe one or two. Um, so first maybe we can talk about a business that's called Expo Yoga. So that was the, it's, it's the first wellness and yoga uh, summit. It was uh, held earlier this, this year in Montreal and uh, it was their first year. So they had to market their events, but nobody knew them. So really what they did is that for the first five months, they really focused on building their email list, building their audience of, you know, yo yoga, you know, people who are passionate about yoga and wellness and, and it's a big trend and it's very interesting, but a lot of people are really passionate about that. So they built uh, an audience of, you know, passionate people who, who give them their permission to receive emails. Uh, so they did social media ads, they did, they did viral contests and all, you know, uh, marketing like that, mostly online. But the key metric that they focused on was building a targeted list of, um, of email subscribers inside of Cyber Impact. And when they, they, they launched the, their first offer, so the first tickets uh, for the event, they sold their uh, 50 VIP tickets and they sold out. And uh, they were the most expensive tickets uh, for, for that event at $250 a uh, piece. So really they sent two emails two very, you know, uh, professional looking emails to that audience that was now, I think, uh, 4,000 or 5,000 subscribers. So not huge, but definitely something. And uh, they made that, uh, you know, $12,500 of revenue for two emails. Great. Of course, it's, it's about all the work that they did in those five months building that audience. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it also shows you that you can focus on building a list and building an audience even before you have something to sell. And, and the emails, and, before you move on, the emails were sent through Cyber Impact, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you, exactly. you provide so, templates and all of that yes. kind of thing. Yeah. So we provide the, the tools for you to build your email list. So your subscribers. Um, we provide, uh, of course, it, it kind of serves like uh, as the, uh, the central database. And then obviously we have, you know, templates that are easy to modify and, you know, you don't have to be a web designer to use it. And like I said, you don't have to be an expert marketer uh, and we guide you and, you know, we have the tools, but we also have the customer support in both official languages <laughs> and, uh, you know, easy to use templates and, and, and free training sessions, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, they were, they were able to do all of that inside Cyber Impact and, and generate revenue. And what's fun is that, Email is a very good channel to drive action, you know, yeah. uh, to drive sales in that, in, that, in that example. This episode of the Jelly Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Canada Post.
How do we decide where to buy coffee in the morning? What we read on the way to work? How we stay in touch? What motivates everyday consumer behavior is something marketers are always eager to learn. But habits and preferences are changing faster than ever due to a rapidly evolving marketplace. That's why Canada Post is evolving too. Innovating to meet today's marketing challenges in ways that take advantage of their unique capability to meet customer needs. For example, recent neuroscience research has found that in our highly connected digital world, physical media have a greater ability to get noticed and make an impact. Studies have shown that as part of our coming home ritual, mail carries positive associations that make us more open to its messaging. That direct mail is 21% easier to understand than digital media, produces 70% higher brand recall, and creates 20% higher motivation response, indicating a stronger propensity to drive action. These findings confirm what many marketers have always known. Direct mail works. Get started now. Put the science of activation to work for your brand with Smart Mail Marketing. So, the, you know, obviously there's other systems out there. What makes uh, Cyber Impact unique in your, in your opinion? Yeah, well, one of the biggest difference is all the features that we have to help you comply with the Canadian uh, anti-spam law. Mm. Uh, there are certain ways. So obviously our biggest competitor is, is MailChimp and Constant Contact and American-based platforms. I uh, don't want to go into a lot of details, but there are certain ways that they, that they save the consent history for every context that you can lose some of the information. So it's not 100% compliant with mm. CASL. Our platform is because... Um, you know, Canadians are maybe 99% of our user base. So we're really a tool for, by Canadians for Canadians. And uh, we have many features that uh, uh, can put on autopilot all of the consent management that needs to be there in order to comply with CASL. Um, so CASL is a big, big part of our, of our offering. But other than that, you know, I would say ease, ease of use. So we're, like I said, we're really a tool for non-marketers. Uh, the fact that we're bilingual. So uh, it's even more important for us here in, in Quebec. But I think across Canada, if, uh, if you, know, you have a Canada-wide audience, uh, it can be important to, uh, to be able very quickly, very easily uh, to send uh, an email in French, another email in English, and make sure that you don't have to manually translate anything. Like our, which, with just a click of a button, everything is sent in French or everything is sent in English. And obviously our customer support is also uh, bilingual and, you know, friendly, friendly Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. That sounds awesome. I just want to move on here. And before we were talking and started recording, uh, I was, I let you know that we'd ask you for some tips. So I'm wondering if you have a tip for us. Most of our audience, uh, they are marketers and, yeah. uh, I'm wondering if you can help us with our, with our email a little bit, our email marketing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when it comes to content for email marketing, I would say that my number one rule is to maintain a good balance between educational and promotional material. Uh, so you need, you need both types of content 
uh, of content to uh, to be successful. And uh, a good idea is to combine your educational fun content with your promotional or your call to action. So uh, you can combine them in a logical and, and fun fun way. Uh, you know, so educational content can be, uh, let's, let's say for example, a, a mattress company, instead of always sending promotions about, you know, the, the deal of the month, they will also, uh, you know, send advice on how to sleep better, how to have more energy throughout the day, how to even meditate and, and be zen. Uh, so really um, health tips like that, and, and they really became a, um, a lifestyle brand. Of course, here and there, they will include their promotions and call to actions and contests and stuff like that, but they have a good balance of the two. Uh, because if you only send promotional content, well, what about all of your subscribers that are not ready to buy yet? They will not get a lot of value out of staying a subscriber, receiving your emails. So you can have a lot of, you know, uh, unsubscribes. And on the other hand, also, if you only send, you know, educational promotional content, but you never here and there put, you know, uh, enticing call to actions and, uh, um, yeah, some, some really strong call to actions, um, then you will not have the results that you want. So you kind of need the both types of, uh, of content. I have an example. It's, it, I think it's a very clever way to uh, balance educational fun content and promotional content. So we have a client there, um, I think three or four brick and mortar stores, and they sell craft beer. So I received an email from I, I'm them. liking this story. Already. Yeah, you like that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I received recently an email from them and they were giving, giving away beer cocktail recipes. So just in time for the summer and, you know, the sunny days, the terrace, uh, all of that. So very fun, original beer cocktails, uh, ideas and, and recipes. And in the same email below that, they have a 15% off coupon that can be applied on all the products that you actually need to go make those uh, cocktail recipes. Oh, cool. So, you know, it's just a, just a logical way between the two. So they make you want to buy the product and then they give you a good reason why yeah. uh, to, to go buy the product now. That's really creative. I like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering if our listeners just need to be reminded, because I'm, I'm thinking of myself as, I wonder if people sort of have a tendency to be one way or the other, like maybe a yeah. tendency to be too educational or to be too promotional. I think I have a tendency to be too promotional. My natural default is always, okay, how are we going to promote this? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, and I need to be, <laughs> I appreciate your reminder because I need to be, I need to be more conscious of, of educating as well. But, and your examples are great. Example. Yeah. I love yeah, yeah, how yeah. they, uh, I love how they educated their customers, but then also very creatively uh, gave people something of value and, 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 uh, and tied the two together. That's, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah. No, that, that, that's exactly it. Sometimes, um, we think of them, you know, as, as really separate messages. So, yeah. so I'm going to have a sequence that well, I'll educate people and then I'll do a call to action later on mm -hmm. it. Yeah, for sure. It works. You can do that, but if you can find ways to do both at the same time, then I think it's, it's a good idea to try at least. Excellent. Well, thanks for that, Antoine. And we're going to switch gears here. We're going to go into our final set of questions. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully you've had a chance to think about this. 
I did. I did. <laughs> I came. I came prepared. Good. We're we're kind of. I like it. We're we're becoming a little bit well known or famous for this first question. So okay. I'm glad you're ready. <laughs> um, just because we're the Jelly Marketing Podcast, your answer doesn't have to be jelly for this. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Because we are the Jelly Marketing Podcast. What do you like to spread on your toast? Yeah, that, that that's a good question. It made me smile. Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit hard because I I don't eat a lot of bread to be yeah. honest, uh, but sometimes I do. But I have this weird thing that sometimes I, I spread uh, hummus, hummus on, on toast. Oh, yeah. So I know a lot of people, you know, like to dip crackers. I just, I just make toast and, you know, spread hummus and it's just good. It's a good snack. Excellent. I like that <laughs> one. And do you have a favorite business book and, and why is it your favorite business book? Yeah, it was hard to pick one. But I decided to, to pick one from, you know, the early days and, and, and then a more recent one. So a book that's been very, very influential for me uh, in my early 20s, even maybe a bit before that, was uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad from oh, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki. So it had a big effect uh, early on and it kind of formed my, my views on money, business and investment. And, uh, you know, when, when I think of it, it it's still... Um, it's still views that I, that I pretty much still hold today. And, yeah. and the more recent one was um, the automatic customer by mm -hmm. John Warrillow. So it's just called uh, the automatic customer. And uh, basically because we were talking earlier about, you know, a service business versus a product business that's based on a monthly subscription. And that's, that's what this, this book is, is all about. And it's the book that really convinced me to pursue the subscription model. Are you an iPhone or um, Android person? I'm super Android. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tell us why. You're one of our few guests that is uh, <laughs> answered like that. <laughs> I have nothing against iPhone, yeah. but I think there's a little part of me that when something is, is too much of a trend, I, like, I kind of rebel against it. Ah. I guess that, that, that's one thing. It's my, <laughs> in my nature. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I started out my career and still today I use a lot of, you know, Google is, is a big part of my life. And uh, I have a love and hate relationship with Google. That's sometimes what I like to say. But I started out, you know, really with an um, SEO uh, focus and uh, SEM and, and AdWords focus and Google Analytics. So, you know, I was really using you know, a lot of, of Google tools and uh, I've been using Gmail forever, uh, Google Calendar, Google Drive, so all of that. So it just uh, made it easy uh, when uh, Android came, came along to, uh, you know, to just connect my Gmail to my phone and then everything works, you know. So I, I really like the, the Google uh, suite of, of products. Do you have a favorite life or business hack to share? Something that uh, makes your life a little bit easier? Yeah, I had to think about that one. I don't know. I, I don't think it's a it's a life hack, but what I what what came to mind is um, it's kind of a rule that I have, and it's let let things rest for a few days. Okay, mm. uh, so kind of you know let let things simmer. Uh, maybe if you have uh, you're thinking about doing a, a career move, or if you have a new business idea, or even if you want to make uh, a significant purchase. What I try to do is, is let it rest a day or two or three or maybe a week. And if it's a really good idea, it will still sound like a good uh, idea in three days. Uh, but if it was a stupid idea or something that I, I didn't need, 
then you know in three days when I think about it it was ah, I was just in the spur of the moment so I, I tried to let things rest a little bit and uh, I found that even with uh, you know problems or, or things that that seem urgent sometimes uh, if you just just let them rest they, they have a tendency of, uh, of uh, getting solved on their own I, it's funny. I had a conversation with a couple friends last night. My friend was stressed out about buying a car. Okay. And my, my other friend's advice to him was figure out what kind of car you want. Go in yeah. and negotiate your best deal. And then don't do anything for two weeks, he said. I and love it. Yeah. He said you'll become much more rational and get the emotion out of the way. And at the end of two weeks, you'll, you'll be able to make a more calm and kind of centered, uh, rational decision. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And last question, do you have a cause that is near or dear to you? Yes. Um, well, I want to I talk to you about my, my favorite nonprofit, and it's uh, Kiva. I don't know if you know Kiva. Yeah, I've heard uh, of them, yeah. Yeah, you can go to kiva.org. So it's a uh, microcredit organization. And uh, so through Kiva, Kiva, I can loan very small amounts to entrepreneurs uh, all across the world uh, to help them realize their um, – uh, entrepreneur uh, dream, entrepreneurial dream, or to expand their existing business. So uh, what I like is that it's it's not a charity. So they're they're not just you know um, giving away money. So they're they're fighting fighting poverty uh, by encouraging and enabling local entrepreneurs. And and I love that. Uh, you go there and you can you know lend twenty five dollars to someone in Somalia that wants to start a business. You know. So it's, uh, it's very cool. That's excellent. Do they share the results with you? Like, can you see what your, your money has done? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's a loan. So you get your money back. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And you can see the, the, the progress. You, you, you can see a lot of details uh, about the project. And then you can see the process of the, uh, the loan being filled and then you can see the process of the loan being reimbursed. And yes, you can, you can have updates. Uh, so that, that, that's super cool. So just so our listeners know, we'll put links to all of these things in our show notes. If you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or even, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be on our website, but if you're listening on either of those two platforms. Mm -hmm. And uh, just as we wrap up here, what's the best way to get in touch with you and to find out some more about Cyber Impact? Yeah, for Cyber Impact, you can just go to uh, cyberimpact.com and, uh, you know, select English <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you also speak French uh, or read French. And uh, we have, you know, it's, it's very easy to start a free account if you want. It's a freemium model, so you can, you can try it for free. And we have a lot of uh, resources on our, on our blog, so go check it out. And uh, if you want to send me an email, that's the best way to, uh, to reach me. Uh, maybe I can send you my, uh, well, you already have my email. So if you want to put a link to, uh, to it in the show notes, but it's, uh, it's abonicalzi at cyberimpact.com. Great. And Bonicalzi, just so people know, is spelled B-O-N-I-C-A-L. Z or Z-I. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thanks, Antoine. It's just been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for all the information that you shared with us. And, uh, Thank you, Rod. It's been a I've pleasure. Looked at, I've looked at Cyber Impact. I, I just want to encourage people to check it out. Thank you so much. Thanks to Antoine Bonacalzi from Cyber Impact for joining us on the show today. Tune in next week when we speak to author, speaker, and consultant Eric Termunde. Ah, 
spring, nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com slash build. That's chime.com slash build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.